0: This is Off Air, the Juicy Designer podcast for creatives. I'm Abby from Abby Design. And I'm Katie from Wildflower Design Co. And we're here to share the secrets behind what it's really like to own a freelance design business. Hello and welcome back to Off Air. We are super, super excited about today's discussion that is mastering Instagram as a designer. Me and Katie both have invested a lot of time to Instagram over the past year, mainly trying to grow our pages as well as trying to get clients. I'm not going to lie, I think we have done a pretty good job at it so far. I would say so. So we, th- we thought we would share some things that we've learned, give you all some useful tips and just share our experiences.
1: This is going to be a little bit of a disclaimer though. Um, Obviously, Instagram is something that has worked for me and Abby and we both really enjoy using this platform. Um, Obviously, in our last episode, we talked a lot about how you don't have to have all of these Instagram followers and you don't have to be uploading every single day um, to be able to get clients and to be successful. And it's so true, you really don't have to. But a lot of people, um, you know, we get so many questions about how to grow your page on Instagram and how to turn those followers, into clients Um, so that is going to be a little bit about what we are talking today but yeah just know that if you're not a lover of Instagram which I imagine you probably are because um, I imagine that's where you found Abby and myself but um, if you're not a huge lover of Instagram it's not the end of the world Um, so what works for us might not work for you but here are just a few tips um, that hopefully will help you to grow your Instagram.
0: I mean, let's just start off by saying I think we have done pretty well. I so me and Katie, we,
1: we started pretty much like at the same time, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, I'm pretty um, sure. I don't know about kind of starting our pages and stuff, but I feel like in terms of freelancing, we both kind of, it took off around COVID, like the beginning of COVID. Yeah, um, we've basically
0: just been sharing like the journey together. And yeah. it's just been amazing to sort of see us both grow by doing different things, don't we?
1: Yeah, like we literally hit 10,000 followers, I think in in like a few days of each other or something like that, wasn't it? So it's been nice to kind of like grow together and and yeah, it's been really nice. But but yeah, I feel like um, I've been running my Instagram page since around 2018 and a lot of people actually don't realize this, but that is how old my Instagram page is and I've been freelancing thing I don't really like using that term but I've been running my own business for about a year and a half now um, but I don't think my page really took off until um, like we said the beginning of COVID and ever since then I've kind of been really working to grow my following and you know in a year I've managed to gain like 25,000 followers which is just like mind-blowingly insane I remember hitting the 1,000 follower mark and thinking oh my god this is crazy I Um, think people
0: don't realize as well like Instagram is like a full-time job yeah like I dedicate so much time to trying to grow it make sure I'm showing up in there and it is actually a full-time job even Mm -hmm. though we are graphic designers and brand designers like it is
1: a full-time thing and we do dedicate a lot of time to it especially when we kind of upload every single day and I don't know about you but I plan out all of my posts in advance. And it takes so long (laughs) to come up with that content and produce the content from posts to reels. And, you know, we know that this can seem incredibly overwhelming. And a lot of people look at that and think there's no way I can have the time for that. But I feel like it's one of those things that as soon as you start to integrate it into your daily routine, it just becomes kind of daily practice and you don't really think too much about it being a chore, would you agree? Yeah, yeah, I agree.
0: So I think we should maybe like kick it off with like where the hell to start. Mm. Cause Instagram can be so overwhelming, like as a designer. So knowing like what to do, what the first steps are. So I definitely think being presentable is a mm-hmm. massive thing. Like I see a lot of pages even missing out those really small things that just could get them that growth Mm -hmm. or get them that extra follower or whatever Um, and they're just missing these out and I know like as designers it's probably like Mm -hmm. the most important thing for your page
1: to make sure that it is presentable. I mean if anything your Instagram page if you're using this as your sole kind of marketing technique it has to represent you as a designer. And I mean, I personally use Instagram almost as a bit of a passion project. Yeah. I really use my Instagram posts as a way to experiment with design and show my true style and everything about my brand. And it changes very regularly, don't get me wrong, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think it just kind of shows diversity. And yeah, But you do want to have some kind of visual structure to your page. So it's not you know you don't have to be following a really really strict color scheme and only using your brand fonts and things. You can definitely definitely have fun with it and there are some great people um on Instagram who are amazing examples of this. I mean, I think we can all be critical of our own Instagram feeds. Yeah. So I probably wouldn't list myself there, but there are lots and lots of people on Instagram who have these incredible feeds that are just so diverse. Um So I think there's almost a bit of a line between way too heavily branded and every yeah. single post is like the same colour and there's no it can kind get of...
0: repetitive and a bit yeah. boring
1: I find when you're,
0: you're trying to get it so sculpted and mm. so immaculate that actually you're losing that creativity and like you're losing yourself if it is yeah. sort of planned out too much so I definitely think it's a good thing to have a balance just mm-hmm. sort of go with the flow like I'm definitely a wing it kind of person and <laughs> I like if you look at my feed there isn't really a structure to it but it does Follow something that shows my edge mm-hmm. and shows my creativity
1: as a person.
0: Like I feel like when you to- look at your
1: Instagram page, it's so obvious that it's you. Yeah, Do you know what I mean. Because even though all of your posts are diverse and so different in their structure, you could yeah. instantly look at it and be like, "Abby designed that," because you can just get a sense <laughs> of your style. Um, yeah, which is an amazing thing. And don't get me wrong it's really hard to have that kind of established style when you're first starting out but even if you have something and you change it next month it's better than having no structure whatsoever.
0: So with that having so if you are changing your style what I would suggest is if you do have a certain style stick to it but if that does develop make sure that your Instagram develops with that Mm. so like you're not just mixing and
1: changing if you have that style stick to it then if you move on change to that style yeah exactly because I've shared a number of um screenshots to my Instagram and I do it quite regularly of kind of comparison shots and I did this recently um of my Instagram page from say a year ago and what it looked like now And um, I had a screenshot from my Instagram page in like September of last year. So not even too long ago. And it just looked so different to what it looks like now. But at the time I loved it. And at the time now I love my page. So I think it is so natural to have that evolving style and you should embrace it. Um, Yeah, definitely. You know, it's so okay to switch up and change your style. But as Abby said once you kind of pick a direction, like stick to it and stay go consistent to that. And then if it evolves, that's totally fine. You can go into a different kind of realm. But I would say always make sure kind of your your profile picture, whether that's a photo of yourself or um, a logo or whatever, your Instagram highlights and kind of your feed posts have some kind of structure. Um, I know personally, I do the kind of um, like graphic image, graphic image and kind of, Um, block them in that way. Um, There's obviously the rule of three as well, um, which is actually a lot easier for you to get projects into your feed if you're worried about kind of injecting colour and stuff. Is there a specific one that you follow, Abby, or is it just kind of... So what I normally do, so say if I'm posting like a branding project, I will do three
0: posts yeah. based on that branding project, so that that flows nicely. Then in between, I will literally mix it up from like an image, mm-hmm. a reel, a behind the scenes, and just make sure that it looks alright, but still not like following a mm-hmm. really harsh structure because sometimes I just find that it's just a bit boring, a bit repetitive. It, it can feel um, so
1: like it's so easy to get sucked into that. Oh my god, that post looks out of place, and that post looks out of place, and. How can I look this look? How can I make this look, um, yeah. you know, more tidy and and I I'm so bad at this. Like I will sit and stare at my feed for hours and like rearrange stuff and I'm like, no, what am I doing? Like it looks I, fine. Do you know what
0: I'm like that? But I got to a place where I was like, do you know what? Even if I I don't 100 percent love my feed, mm-hmm. I just think after a few posts, it's gonna be gone like it's going to be further down so like it's not going to get on my nerves too much (laughs) because it's not just like there all the time yeah so that kind of helps me i think
1: just letting go of that perfectionism is yeah it's so difficult but i think i think it's one of those things that just needs to happen i mean first impressions are made so quickly especially with your instagram page and you want your page to really scream your personality and brand values which is obviously something that we preach a lot to our clients um you know so that people are instantly engaged and can, you can imagine um, if a dream client comes across your page, they're gonna look at your Instagram feed and feel like that is a visual representation of you as a designer. So yeah. you want that to speak to them as heavily as possible.
0: Definitely. Like when I come across some other people's pages and it's not they haven't got their highlight covers, they haven't got their profile picture, they haven't got a really nice bio that literally says what they oh, do yeah, in like that short so amount important. of time. Um, it kind of just puts me off a bit. Mm. Like, I don't know if that's the same for you, but I'm just yeah. like, I'd, I like following people where like their feed's a bit different, it's just a bit out there. It's engaging. And if, 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 if they haven't got those three main points, I'm, I'm a bit like, mm. Like I don't know what what your business mm-hmm. is about. I don't. Know. I don't. I don't really get a good impression. Yeah. So it is right that I don't know. You kind of judge people, don't you, off of mm-hmm. their Instagram feed, which is bad. But <laughs> <laughs> don't
1: judge a book by its cover. Yeah, um, literally. But yeah, I mean, I feel like it just kind of gives an indication to who you are as a person and kind of your personality and the values that you're trying to put across. I mean, you don't want your Instagram page l- l- just to look like your average joe blogs designer do you know what i mean you want to stand out amongst the crowd um and instagram is an incredible tool to help you do that um and i think that kind of leads us into our next point which is figuring out your content niche um which is another thing that's going to kind of set you apart from other people you know what kind of content do you want to be posting on your page Is it educational? Are you purely posting branding content? Is it behind the scenes? Um, I personally think a mix of all of these things is the best way to keep people engaged because then there's something for everybody, but focusing on something specific. I mean, I know personally, my page is very much educational, not just for other designers, but for business owners as well. And that is why a lot of people follow me. Um, And I've actually had clients turn around to me before and say, if this is the amount of value that you're offering for free I want to know what you're offering for money (laughs) like somebody actually said that to me um so it can be a really really great way of doing things um Abby you do a pretty good mix as well
0: I was gonna say uh, like when did you sort of put a strategy sort of in place for your social media because I've always felt like when I first started I had Mm -hmm. no clue what to post like I would just sort of post branding projects because I thought that's, I was a designer yeah. and that's kind of all that I w- I needed to put out. But along the journey, so I'd probably say like after three months of doing it, I was like, people. Like I, I think I put out like a design tip and I got a load yeah. of attraction from it, from designers and thought, oh, there's the need for mm-hmm. these tips. Designers wanna know. So then I started putting out more educational posts and they started to do really well. Mm -hmm. So from that, like I I didn't go in with the strategy at all. It's just sort of like (laughs) doing it, seeing what happens. Um, But yeah, I just post a mixture of everything to be honest, like branding projects, design tips, educational posts Mm -hmm. to clients and designers. And I think, you really have to sort of understand who your audience is so is your main thing trying to attract clients then if it is mm-hmm. make sure you're posting a lot of branding projects a lot or of you know are you a
1: kind of design educator who's selling That's courses it. and content for other designers I mean I do a little bit of a mix of both but I think it can be really hard to kind of please both sides of it but I find for me personally I just kind of started and I was just like doing my own thing I wasn't really trying to not necessarily copy but mimic what other people were doing i was just kind of like this is the kind of stuff i enjoy creating yeah. these are the kind of posts that i enjoy so this is this kind of stuff i'm going to put out there eventually it kind of just got to a point where like certain things were taking off and i was just doing them a little bit more and i think really the most important thing was i was just making sure that a the stuff i was posting was stuff that i enjoyed and B. I I was offering some kind of value to my audience in everything I was posting so whether yeah. that's um here's a guide to file types or it's here's a branding project that you can take inspiration from do you know what I mean it's yeah. every single thing I upload I think about kind of um this is the reaction I want to get and um this is how it's going to benefit me do you know what I mean um, I liked that you said that you liked creating those posts because
0: I think that is so important because if you see other designers putting out educational posts and you're like right I'm going to do the same because they're doing well but you end up doing it and you end up hating it Mm -hmm. like that that sort of style is not for you because you're not enjoying it so you have to make sure there is a balance between something that you like and obviously Mm -hmm. creating that
1: value yeah so like I really really enjoy creating social media posts like it's something that I find enjoyable sitting down and figuring out kind of oh I'm going to design a post on this and I'll sit down and create the post and use it as a form of kind of designing for fun in a sense which is really important to do as well. Um, you yeah have to I to enjoy
0: Instagram to, yeah. to do Instagram. Mm-hmm. If you're not a lover of social media it's going to be really hard for you to get to know the platform and sort yeah. of be involved in it because it does take a, like a lot of time for us
1: yeah I think as well though um if you're a designer who's kind of purely posting content for other designers like I very much fell into the hole of doing this um, you're not really engaging those potential clients um, obviously if you want to have a page that is as I said tailored towards educating other designers and that's totally fine but that method won't work on its own if you're wanting to attract clients. So it's really good to kind of have a mix of things in there. Think about who you want to address in your captions. Do you want to say um, helping clients with their businesses or do you want to say helping you with your business? Do you know what I mean? Thinking about that tone of voice and how your messaging is coming across, um, make sure that kind of the tips are applicable for... um, like clients as well, just general kind of small businesses, etc, etc. You know, considering your positioning is really important. And what percentage of your posts you want to use to attract clients and what percentage of your posts you want to use to engage um, other designers. Um, And I think Abby and I have kind of thought of a few Um, examples as well that we can share, so. So yeah, so like we were speaking about,
0: there's obviously different posts that you can do, so if you're wanting to attract those potential clients, you could maybe put Mm -hmm. out posts that are like, why branding is an investment, knowing when it's sort of time to Mm rebrand, tips for businesses um, on how to sort of stay consistent, just so you're reaching those potential clients so they feel like they're involved in that process as well, not just you.
1: And I feel as well, The thing is with these kinds of posts, imagine if you upload um, a post that's all about how to follow your brand guidelines and stay consistent with your brand. Other designers are going to share that as well because they want that content to get through to their audience and they're going to agree with it. So they're going to share it a lot. So if you're thinking, oh, there's no point in me uploading a load of content that's attracting clients because the majority of my followers are designers, like trust me, they will be likely to engage with that as well. Yeah. But then you do have kind of... Separate posts to attract designers as well. So, kind of things like uh, favorite fonts, um, design tips like software or, you know, file types. Um, all of these kinds of things are really useful to designers. But it also showcases your knowledge to potential yeah. clients. They're going to see that and go, and go. Oh, look! She she knows what she's talking about. Or um look at all of these amazing
0: fonts. You want to seem like you are a professional at yeah. what you do, even if you don't think it yourself. Like, don't get me wrong. We all feel like an imposter, mm-hmm. and you might not feel like you're this amazing designer that can share all this knowledge. But even just sharing little bits that you know will make you feel that more professional and yeah. attract those either designers or clients or whoever
1: you're trying to attract. Mm-hmm. And then you also have the posts that kind of attract everyone. So, you know, behind the scenes, um, process videos, showing your work and your passion projects, they're going to attract people from all different kinds of um, realms of Instagram. So they're really great things to pick up on as well. But yeah, I think just having that element of not necessarily delving too deep into the strategy behind it, but just having some kind of thought process behind what's going to attract this particular audience what's going to attract this audience and what's going to be different to everybody else you know you get to a point where people are uploading the same kind of thing on Instagram and your posts just become like a replication so um you know one post um that's going around that's rather popular is kind of a my dream clients list and everybody's doing it and I think while it's good to sort of hop on that trend and do those things you should also have posts that are different to everybody else what's your unique perspective on this particular topic or um what makes you different to everybody else and that's going to be what makes your page um stand out not just to other designers but to clients as well. I feel like we do that pretty well as yeah. well like we're, we're always trying to come up with
0: sort of things outside of the box mm-hmm. and making sure that our content is sort of new like I I'm yeah. definitely not Uh, like I don't really follow trends Mm -hmm. I'd say and I always just try and like think outside the box think of new ideas what what are people talking about now and what's the opposite of that what can I like sort Mm -hmm. of make up that no one's really talking about which will start that conversation yeah
1: and I think there are so many really really clever ways to market yourself with this technique as well I mean think about a specific um, goal that you want to have and then think of the different kind of you you know if you think of a specific goal like okay I want people to shop on my template shop um you have to think of like five different posts that can break down that particular topic and advertise it to your audience and I think sometimes if you have a specific goal it's really good to sort of brainstorm ways that you can do that um, yeah so yeah that's also another great technique um but i think something else that's really important to consider is thinking about um what is trending right now in social media so not necessarily just instagram but social media in general um you know because being a trendsetter is great but i feel like there also has to be a little element of following the trends just Definitely. to keep instagram happy <laughs> um, make sure that it's showing your posts
0: So something that me and Katie hopped on pretty early mm. was
1: reels yeah. for
0: Instagram. Now this is gonna change the game for your Instagram. Oh my God. 100%. It has honestly helped me and Katie so so much with our Instagram growth mm-hmm. and you you wanna be jumping on reels because you will find that it gets a lot more attraction uh-huh. than your usual posts do because it is a form of video. Now if yeah. you aren't doing video content, It is the way forward, whether this is IGTVs, reels, showing up on your stories, anything like that that has video and you're showing up, it will get you that attraction.
1: And the thing is as well, reels aren't necessarily just good for getting that level of engagement, but they're also an amazing sales tool. You know, if you think about it with an Instagram feed, it takes so much longer for somebody to learn what you're about, learn what you're offering to trust you and then want to engage in that sales process. Yeah. Um so you know, when you're um putting out a 30 or 60 second video, you're kind of engaging them, gaining their trust and giving them a call to action all in the space of 60 seconds and it's such a faster process, um, to get people on board. And that is why video content is so, so powerful. Um, this is something I learned recently. Um, I was, um, posting reels pretty frequently, um, in the month of, I think it was about March. Um, not necessarily every single day, but I was doing them relatively frequently and I gained 5,000 followers in one month alone. It's crazy. Like, it got me from 15 000 to 20,000. And it was just insane because I was getting, like, 300 followers a day. All because my reels were just... I had a couple that got over 1, 100,000 100, views. And they were going really, really viral. Not, oh, God, that sounds really bad, doesn't it? Pretentious. <laughs> they were going viral. I was gonna say, but they I had were really one of being mine. pushed out there.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, I had one of mine that hit 1.3 million. That's insane. And... I I was like, I got so scared because it was attracting so many people. And I don't know if it sort of attracted the wrong people. Mm. You know when stuff goes a bit bit viral, but I kid you not in that, I think it was going viral for like two weeks. In those two weeks, like Katie said, I'm pretty sure that is where I gained my 5,000 followers. Yeah. Um, and it was just mad that putting out one video that I think was like 15 seconds,
1: can get you that growth
0: and get to that many people
1: and I think video content is so good as well because something that I've been doing recently is I've been trying to upload one specific video both to reels on Instagram and to TikTok so I'm posting exactly the same content but I'm putting it out onto two platforms you might find that um video does so much better on tiktok and it really takes off on tiktok and it doesn't do so well on reels and i think having those two streams and i mean it's literally as simple as uploading one video into the same into two different places you know it's it doesn't require too much effort um one thing i will just really quickly mention though is people on tiktok um can be pretty um brutal Yeah. yeah you can get some really nasty comments on there um so, if you do have a post that you think potentially could get a bit of backlash, maybe don't upload it to TikTok. Um, I uploaded one recently, I'm sure some of you might remember, um, where I was basically talking about those people that asked for like a £100 logo. And I was like, oh, my prices start at da da da. And the amount of comments I had, like, you're a ripoff, your work is trash, you're not worth that much, I'll just go to like fiverr yeah and i was like okay and it made me pretty angry reading the comments because it just like you know people were just being so horrible about the design industry like people that just didn't understand um so that is one thing to just be weary of if you're posting them on tiktok i was gonna say i've done a post about this recently about mm. making
0: sure that you're not just on one social media channel yeah because I always find like if anything happens say if something went wrong with Instagram and it went down if that is your main source of where you get clients Mm -hmm. or that is your main source of income what what's going to happen to your business so just make sure like Katie said upload it to to TikTok upload it to Pinterest whatever it is make sure you're Mm -hmm. sort of dissecting that sort of social media post that you've done for Instagram and just putting it out on different platforms and seeing
1: what attraction you get from that. Do you have any specific apps or anything that you use for creating your video content? So for t- so it's
0: really hard because obviously if you use TikTok, mm-hmm. you get that watermark. I found though, say so say you record your video on TikTok yep. and you use the sound, if you go through and as if you're going to go and post it, mm-hmm. you can click on the video and then there's like this, I think it's in like the right hand corner. You can basically click on it and it brings up the preview of your video, and I literally just screen record it, ah, um, okay. and then it you don't have the watermark on it. So then you can go to, it will save the screen recording to your phone, and then you can go just obviously post that onto TikTok or post it onto oh, Instagram as a reel.
1: I use an app for that. There's an app called Save Talk. Um, okay, And once you've uploaded your TikTok, you literally just copied the link and it will download the video onto your phone without the watermark. Um, Amazing. So that one's really handy because if you do upload to Instagram with the TikTok watermark, it doesn't do as well. Like yeah. I think Instagram almost penalizes you for that.
0: I do have another app that I use. So normally for like stories, I like to do sort of like previews of my day, like little clips uh-huh. of just sort of like montages. Um, and I found a really good app called Splice. Oh, okay. So I've this is that, just yeah. like... It's like iMovie, but a lot more advanced, if that makes sense. And Mm -hmm. it's free. It's really easy to use. So if you're wanting to sort of make more video content, try out Splice because it is really good.
1: Yeah, I use an app called InShot, I think it's called. Oh, yeah. Um, But yeah, that's personally the one I use. But yeah, there are so many amazing kind of content creation tools out there that you just need to kind of discover which ones work for you. And it makes your life so much easier because I remember when I first started on Reels, I just could not get to grips with like editing the text like when yeah. I very first started using it I was just like Ugh, no I can't do that <laughs> mm-hmm. um but yeah I think one important thing to mention though is like you don't have to be on every single platform I think it's important to give things a try see what you enjoy most and consider where your clients are going to be and then kind of pick maybe two platforms that you're using regularly um like for me personally I aspire to work with sort of medium to large scale beauty and lifestyle brands and while a lot of my target audience will be on Instagram and the kind of people that I want to work with are going to be on Instagram the slightly more professional ones are going to be searching platforms like LinkedIn and Behance for their designers so I try to have a bit of a presence on those as well um I literally cannot manage Pinterest like I I even have a social media manager helping me out and I just cannot crack it
0: <laughs> can you not it's, it's no. one of those
1: things like we said at the start
0: obviously following trends is good and making sure when things come out on new social media platforms yeah. that you're you're jumping on it because you'll find as soon as A platform comes out with something. So, for example, Reels. If you jump on it quickly, that like Instagram will push it because it is a new feature. So, for example, I know Pinterest have just come out with. I think they call them idea pins now. Is it?
1: Yeah, but they were they weren't story story pins. pins, You probably know
0: them as. So I jumped on that one um, when it came out because I got an email about it and I was like, "Oh, what's this?" And then had a go at it. And basically, you can upload. It's a bit like Instagram highlight covers isn't it like those stories yeah so like it's almost like
1: you're uploading a story that people can tap through but it's permanently there and yeah people can pin it um, I've i found that I've got so much more attraction yeah, me on too. those
0: than I have on my single sort of post yeah, that I put like out on sometimes
1: there. I'll put up like a single post and it won't get any attraction no. whatsoever but the second I do a um story even if it's just a single slide of like that same post it will yeah. get so many more impressions Because because they're pushing it. (laughs) Instagram is pushing it exactly. Um, I think one thing important to mention, because I know for a fact we're gonna get so many people kind of asking us this, is people are gonna say, Oh, I'm not confident enough to do reels. Yeah. Um, there are so many ways of creating video content that doesn't have to feel uncomfortable. Um, you know, you can really build up that confidence by doing, you know, so many different types of things. Like we both produce a lot of kind of humorous content. Um, but you don't have to be doing that by any means. I mean, you can show your workspace, do behind the scenes videos of you designing, which always do really, really well, by the way. Um, showing off your presentations, even showing off a branding project, or even just doing voice voiceovers are great ways to get creative with reels without necessarily showing your face yeah Um, that's
0: something that I missed at the start yeah so when I like when I first started I was just obviously posting on Instagram and just sort of not showing my face and then I kind of realized that do you know what people aren't showing up and I always find that when people don't show up like it becomes really
1: impersonal it is
0: you know like some people say like oh clients treat me like a robot yeah I find that that's the way because you're not showing up, you're not showing like that you're an actual person behind the account.
1: When people invest in branding, they, they're not just, you know, making an investment in your business, they're making an investment in you. So you yeah. want to make sure that you're showing off as much as your personality and as much of you as you possibly can. And it can be really scary. I never ever would have imagined I was making stupid little reels on Instagram <laughs> because I would have just died of embarrassment before. But now... I'm like people love it I've yeah. not had one negative comment from even from people I know about oh why are you doing this or why are you doing that and it's in our head yeah that,
0: that is honestly that is the most frustrating thing when I first started I just thought oh my god people are gonna judge me people are yeah. gonna laugh at me people that I know are watching my stories they're watching my reels but do you know what like they don't care I think we think that they care but we they don't they yeah. don't care
1: what you're doing I remember having a conversation with um one of my clients who I actually also happen to be one of her clients she's um um my nail tech um and also happens to be my boyfriend's sister um, and I was having a conversation with her and she was like I find it so cringy when people I know go live on Instagram or when people I know upload reels and she said oh but not when you do it though because I know that you're doing it for your business like I can tell yeah. that, you know, there's a reason behind why you're doing it and I don't find them cringy at all. But, like, do you know what I mean? People yeah. understand that you're doing it for a reason. You're doing it to gain traction on your business. And at the end of the day, if people do care, like... So what? It's so what? Like, you shouldn't I, let that bother you. I
0: always just tell myself that if people have... Enough time to go out of their way to either write something nasty or you know that like they're gonna judge you, that is an insecurity within themselves because you just, you've just got to think, right? So, say if you show up on your story. Can the person that you think is judging you, would they be able to show up, speak on the story, mm-hmm. go live, create a reel? Probably not. So if they are judging you, it's only because they are insecure. Yeah.
1: And at the end of the day, it's only going to bring success to you. And then people yeah. are going to get left behind. So who's laughing? You know, <laughs> um, I remember somebody commented on one of my reels going, "God, I, I really wouldn't you know, how can you pay, charge this much for this work? And I remember it was one of my friends, actually, they replied to it was and it? said, well, let's see you go out and earn that much money for that then and see how yeah. you get on with it. Like, why, why would you try and put somebody else down for just because they're kind of earning more money than you and then it makes you think, ah, <laughs> they're probably jealous no. or they're probably insecure because they don't feel like they could do that. You know, it's never ever anything to do with you. Yeah. Um, so I think that's got <laughs> a bit dupe hasn't it But
0: <laughs> I was going to say jealousy is a massive thing yeah. and I find when people sort of see you doing good it is like if they're hating or if they are judging then it is mm-hmm. because they are a little bit jealous even though people don't like to say it it like jealousy is a massive thing and, and obviously mm-hmm. if you do see someone doing amazing you are going to feel maybe a bit like oh god like what am I doing
1: with my life or yeah. do you know what I mean and I think you know, a big part of positioning, just generally thinking about marketing and Instagram in general, a big part of it is putting your personality forward in order to differentiate yourself from others. At the end of the day, you can niche as much as you want, but nothing's going to set you apart from anybody else as much as your personality. And I always feel like you can imagine those kind of the the bigger accounts or the more prominent um, accounts who you always think are doing uh, you know really well, and then you think, oh every single one of those is showing up. Every single one of those does reels and goes live on Instagram and has pictures of themselves on their feed. And I think it really should just kind of tell you that that that's the way forward. I mean, showing your face really allows you to share with people who you are. You know, don't be afraid to show your personality and your quirks because people will relate to you and this in turn makes your brand so much more desirable.
0: I always have messages from other designers just saying, oh my God, like I wait for your stories. Like I get so invested in what you're up to on a daily basis because I do share a lot of like what I get up to. I show my face, I show behind the scenes and when you think about it like even if you follow celebrities like you do get invested in people's lives and that's because they're showing behind the scenes they're showing like who they really are they're showing their personalities and I think showing up and showing your face even though it is scary and I do get messages from a lot of designers saying I don't know how you do it I don't know how you show your face I don't know how you speak trust me like I've shared on my story before a year ago when I did my first ever (laughs) talking story and I cringe at it honestly it's so bad but the first thing is taking that first step Mm -hmm. of just doing it, showing up and being consistent because I from that first story I made sure that I was consistently showing up speaking and from that is where I got my confidence like it hasn't just Definitely. sort of happened it's, it's grown over time and
1: um I'll, I'll make sure I share some more of them because I think it's funny seeing <laughs> yeah like, I love what sharing I the comparison like. <laughs> ones it's so good but yeah I was exactly the same at the beginning and it's just kind of that you know building up the confidence to do it and then once you do it you, I almost feel weird if I haven't Showed up yeah. on my Instagram because I'm like, oh, I need to tell people what I'm up to, and the thing is, like, clients love these behind the scenes things. Like I always do, kind of little walkthroughs of my own presentations and things like that. And my clients have said to me in the past that it was it helped them in making their decision because they were able to see what they would be getting if they worked with me. And yeah. uh, I think kind of from a business perspective, it's really important to be kind of doing that kind of stuff. Show your process. Um, you know, I think, showing up...
0: Sorry. <laughs> I, I think people as well, like designers, can maybe get a bit scared of mm. showing too much behind the scenes. Like, I don't know. I don't know about you, but like at the start, I was like, oh my God, what if a client sees this and they see my life and like they judge me or like it's not design related but you'll find that it's everyone likes personal stuff they like to see not just the designer they like to see if you've got Mm -hmm. a sort of personal life as well and I even get on my inquiry forms from I think I've mentioned this in a previous episode Mm -hmm. but I'll get clients saying like I love the fact that I see your face. I love yeah. the fact that you share this because it makes You're building me that really, connection. It, yeah, it makes them trust me so much more because they know that I am a real person behind the account. Exactly,
1: exactly. And I mean, you know, there are so many ways to, to go about doing it, you know. You could, um, let's say, promote a service that you're offering or just check in and people... Uh, telling people what you're up to, showing your face on the grid or professional brand photography. Even just including a personal story in a caption helps people to get you to know you better. And I think one way that I've recently kind of invested in my business is doing a brand photo shoot, which hands down, I have no idea why I didn't do this sooner, but I just feel like it has taken the professionalism of my page like to a whole nother level. Um, yeah. You know, you're not just a robot behind the account, you're, you're an actual person and people really get invested in that. You know, I think so many designers think, why would you post anything other than branding projects? I'm a designer. But it's so funny because we promote this kind of stuff to our clients we tell our clients they need to put themselves out there and be doing this and that and really investing in their brand and thinking about their values and their personality but we you know you need to do that yourself as well otherwise you're not gonna be using those techniques to draw in your clients and convert those followers into clients yeah I think we said at the start as well obviously
0: things that work for us aren't obviously gonna work for absolutely everyone and I know we've been talking about sort of showing up on your stories showing your face more and I know it can be scary and if this episode gives you that sort of boost of confidence to go and Mm -hmm. talk on your story like just go and do it like we want to promote that it's okay to sort of just put yourself out there and it, it is scary things like this are scary but like i always talk about like being in like in your comfort zone and obviously taking yourself out of your comfort zone to be able to grow and if you aren't trying to get outside of your comfort zone you're going to be stuck in that same yeah. place so really just try and push yourself even if it's challenging yourself to sort of take a photo of yourself put it on your feed if you haven't shown who you are if you're still hiding behind your account make that first step to try and show your face get yourself out there and hopefully this episode has given you that push to do so. Yeah, I think
1: a big part of it as well is thinking about how people perceive your brand. So if I was to think of um, a, an Instagram account, um, let's say another designer and they didn't necessarily show up Um, their brand wasn't necessarily too consistent, I probably wouldn't be very likely to remember them. Whereas when I think of an account, I'm trying to think of somebody who I don't necessarily talk to. (laughs) (laughs) Like, um, let's say... Laura Evans I don't know if any of you guys follow her she has an amazing packaging design course that I'm currently taking um when I picture her brand I see her face and you? it makes me kind of remember her um it's so easy to say like oh when I when I see Abby's page I think of her face and I'm like yeah well obviously that's because I, I like know her <laughs> but um if you think about kind of the accounts that really stick in your head you're probably going to be likely to picture a face or that's a so really true. strong brand. Um, so why would you not want that for yourself? You know? I've
0: never yeah. actually thought about that. Because when I do think of people's accounts, I, I only know them because I know their face. Yeah, And exactly. some, I, I will look at their page and I'm like, I wonder what they look like. They've actually mm. never showed up. And it makes me think like, is there a reason why they're not showing up or not showing their face? Are they hiding behind the account? Are they not confident enough yeah. yet? so I just I honestly I can't preach it enough that showing up and just it's, talking... the, re- it's the real trick
1: to like initiating that growth people always ask me how do you how did you do it um and how did you do it so quickly and genuinely it's showing my face showing my personality not being afraid to kind of have my little quirks come through. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just be yourself and upload content that you love and guaranteed there will be like an army of people that also really, really love it. Um and generally I just feel incredible incredibly lucky to be where yeah. I am. Like yes, I know it's been a lot of hard work and I do post every single day, which to be fair we haven't talked about, but that is definitely not necessary. Um Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean I post every single day. I plan my feeds months in advance. I you know, I do all of these techniques. I upload to my stories constantly. I go live, I do reels and I, I literally engage myself in this platform. And I think, you know, that is the easiest way to do it. You're not going to get anywhere by sitting back and posting one post a week that you've just thought of on the spot. Yeah. You know, if you really want it to be successful, you have to think. And I think sometimes the best way to start is sit with a notebook and do some brainstorming What is an ideal goal that I want my audience to have? Like I spoke about earlier, okay, you want your client to book with you. You wanna book a dream client. What do you need to do to initiate that mindset of them going, yes, I wanna book with her? And then kind of brainstorm off of those goals and you will probably have like 20 Instagram posts. And then when you get a spare minute, just sit down and create and have fun. Don't worry too much about, um using one specific one or one specific color palette as long as they're kind of consistent just have some fun and you know it's gonna start showing through your personality and it's gonna start seeing your results I found as well
0: when I started showing my personality more and showing the actual me Mm -hmm. that it came through in my posts like subtly like along the way I found that I was more creative because I knew people were getting to know me more and mm-hmm. I was actually getting to know myself a lot more. Yeah. Like I've definitely grown so, so much as a person and it is down to Instagram and actually just showing exactly. up, getting to know myself and yeah, it's just shown from my post, which is actually incredible to think about.
1: Yeah, I know it is. It is really, really crazy. I feel like Instagram has given me so much confidence in myself and my business and you know I just feel like I have so much ambition to just
0: and as a designer in obviously we have speaking speaking about Instagram yeah it is such a good community like if you are a designer and you aren't engaging with other designers at the moment because when I first started I did not engage with designers because I I I don't know I just found it a bit I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Like I Not as competition, but I was in a really like the really wrong mindset mm. that I just wanted to follow clients and not engage with designers. And then until I started actually following other designers, speaking to, to other
1: people, that is when my account started growing more and more as well. Yeah, I remember like a year ago, um, I made a group chat with um, a couple of designers that I just spoke to regularly, uh, like kind of on my own through DMs. And, um, you know, over time, it's obviously whittled down and there's been, like, different people kind of coming and going. But I feel like I'm at a point where I have, like, a few really good, like, solid, you know, friends. Like, obviously, I mean, look at me and Abby. I mean, we obviously (laughs) met on Instagram. Um, And um, Millie, who we did an episode with, and there are so many amazing girls on Instagram who I just connected so much with. And it's just so nice to have people to talk to. Because, you know, not everybody is going to have friends who are in the same industry as you and you can't just go oh my god um I had this annoying client today and your friends are just gonna be like yeah I don't really care yeah, yeah and then you can go <laughs> and rant to you know your friends on Instagram and um yeah some real really good stuff can come from that so definitely get engaging engaging
0: no one no <laughs> no one backs no one. you more than an instagram friend yes let me tell you like they <laughs> the, the people that follow you and engage with you like they've got your
1: back <laughs> yeah a hundred percent like i remember if if i even upload something remotely that's like a negative comment the amount of dms i get that's like don't listen to them you're amazing I'm, like, i've never spoke to you before but thank you so I much i really appreciate it um so yeah <laughs> So that is all we have time for on today's episode. Make sure to go and follow us on Instagram for some additional bonus content all about social media. And make sure to let us know um, one of your one of your top tips. You know, is, is there something that you do that we haven't mentioned? We wanna know about it. If you have enjoyed today's episode, make sure to head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a cheeky review because the very first season of Off Air is sadly coming to an end very soon this isn't the last episode though no no no. this isn't the last episode we still have a couple to come but it unfortunately is coming to the end of the season um but don't worry cue the tears (laughs) yeah I know don't worry we plan to go out with a big bang and we will be back very soon we have a lot of kind of bonus episodes planned um for like over the summer and stuff um and we've already been planning some really juicy episodes for season two which I'm I'm so excited. (laughs) excited about so make sure to follow us and subscribe to stay updated and we will see you soon with another episode